Last week, we talked about the fire of the priest, and I believe that there are some more revelations for us to receive. We talked about the Old Testament priests and how we are a kingdom of priests unto God through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And I think that we need to take some more time to learn of our great high priest, and uh, we need to understand how we become a kingdom of priests unto God. And we need to also understand why we need the fire of God on our lives. And so last week I told you of the vision of the, that, I, that I had with the priest inside of the holy place. And in that vision, I saw a priest dressed in white garment with a gold belt around his waist and gold trimmings uh, along the foot of the garment. I saw also a blazing fire on an altar and the priest was busy putting something on the fire. I couldn't really clearly see what, was, what, he, what it was, but my guess was that it was incense. So, um, you know, sometimes God can show you a little bit of something, but it holds so much revelation and it takes, it might take weeks to unpack it. And so that was just a tiny little vision that I saw, but I believe that there were more revelations in it for us to unpack because during my reading time this week, I came across Revelation chapter Revelation 1 verse 13, and I truly understand that Jesus was the priest that I was seeing in that vision. I saw in the, I saw him in 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 putting this fire on this or uh, this incense. I don't know what he was doing in the holy place, but there was a huge fire there, and, and the priest was busy doing something. But as I read Revelation 1:13, it says, And in the midst of the seven lampstand, one like the Son of Man, clothed in a garment down to the feet, and uh down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band and i'm like oh my god that is just like what i had in the vision so so that's not my scripture this morning but that what i had to introduce that to you i had to let you know that that's what that's what brought me back to the fire this morning and so i felt like we're still not finished exploring the fire of god i felt like there's more there's an invitation to start a fire i felt like there's something more left in the fire so we're going to go dig a little deeper into the fire of the lord today and so as I was praying and preparing for this message, I was praying and asking God, uh, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to say what is next? What is left in the fire? And he brought me to Luke chapter 12, verse 49 through 50. So that is our text today is going to be Luke chapter 12, verse 49 through 50. And we're going to support it with some other scriptures from the Bible, but this is going to be our anchor scripture this morning. Because as I read Luke chapter 12, 49 through 50, my soul caught on fire. My hope here today in sharing this message with you is that your soul will catch on fire as well. Amen. Oh, God. So let's look at the text. We're going to read it from two different translations because sometimes when we read something, we're going to have to we kind of have to read it again. Amen. Oh, Shababa. So in Luke chapter 12, 49 through 50. In the Berean Standard Bible, it reads like this. I have come to ignite a fire on the earth. And now I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo and how distressed I am until it is accomplished. This is Jesus speaking. And so in the NIV, it reads, I have come to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo and I am constrained by it. So when you read the Bible, you can't just read the Bible, you gotta read into the Bible. And so I look up in the King James, that word distress, that word constraint right there, it means straight, it, 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 it's straightened, in, in, it says straightened. And when I look up the word straightened, it means it means constraint, it means restricted, it means distressed. And so as I contemplate this scripture, I understand that Jesus was not distressed about starting a fire on the earth. He was not distressed about the baptism that he was going to undergo. And so I have to piece the two, the, 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 the scripture together in, in, in the translation that makes sense in the spirit. And so I, my translation, based on the different scriptures, the different translations of the Bible that I read, it says, I have come to ignite a fire on the earth, 
and how I wish it was already burning. But I have a baptism to undergo and I am restricted until it's completed. So Jesus, some, Jesus didn't come to bring judgment at that point. Some people think that the fire that Jesus is talking about is judgment. But he came to set people's hearts on fire. He came to baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with power. He came so that the love of God could be shed abroad in our hearts. He was not distressed. He was, he was only restricted before he could start the fire of the Holy Spirit. And you got to understand that he was restricted because of the work that he had to do on Calvary. He wasn't distressed about it. He prayed about it, yes, but he knew that this was the will of the Father. And so as I understand that Jesus wants to get, get our hearts on fire for the Lord, I understand that Jesus wants us to be baptized with the fire of, the, of God. We have to understand that there's also going to be two responses when we understand that God wants to baptize us with the fire of God. He wants us to catch the fire, you know, and here's the response. Some people are on fire for God while others are dancing around the fire. God is calling for some faithful, determined people to catch the fire. Elisha caught the fire when he caught Elijah's mantle. He, 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 in, in, in 2 Kings 2 verse 13, he also took up, the, it reads like this, he also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and he went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And what Elisha really caught was the fire of God on Elijah's life. Many, many years later, we saw Elijah saying how he, he, he when, when, when he was in, in, in surrounded by a great army, now he saw this, a great army of chariots of fire that were surrounding him. So Elijah lived a life of fire, left the mantle for Elisha, and Elisha now continues to live in this fire of the Lord. Amen. But God said, I didn't want it to just be like for one man. I want it to be so that the entire world could experience the fire of God. So today, God is looking for some men and women to catch the fire, just like Elisha caught Elijah's mantle. If you look around, there are many great men and women of God who have gone home to be with the Lord, but there is still much work to be done. I don't know if you look back over 2020 and see how many people have gone home to be with the Lord. I don't know if you could look back over 2020 and see all the great men and women that have died, have gone home. God has called them home. And the thing about Elijah leaving his mantle is that he was telling Elisha that there is still much work to be done. And and right now, there is still much work to be done in the body of Christ. And so God is looking for some people who will catch those mantles for those generals of the faith who have gone home and so that they can continue the fireworks of the Lord. Oh, Shababa Sikondorosa. Hallelujah. So you got to remember about Elisha. We're going to talk about Elisha just for a little bit more, but we really want to talk about Jesus. But we got to understand what is happening with Elisha and Elijah. So Elisha was in a field plowing with his oxen when Elijah came, when Elijah first came and threw the mantle over him, right? And that's, I believe that's when Elijah, Elisha actually caught the mantle of Elijah. Elijah was minding his own business. He did not know that God wanted him to be a prophet until Elijah threw that mantle over him. Now, Elisha got caught on fire for the Lord. And we know that because right there and then he, he got one of the, the, the oxen, he chopped, he, 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 he slaughtered the oxen and he burned up the thing that he was using for to make a living. My God, my God, that can preach right there. Elisha burned up the thing that he was using to make a living. Elisha burned up the thing that he was making to, he was using to make his living. In, in other words, Elisha was plowing the fields. He was planting his crops and Elisha, Elijah came and put that mantle over him. And he said, okay, forget this. I'm done with this. I'm, 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 I'm now on fire for God. I'm, I'm, I'm running. Oh, I'm on fire for the Lord. I can't go back to, 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 to plowing the field. The mantle of 
God is on my life. The fire of God is on my life. I can't go back to what I used to. God said to, for somebody this morning who will catch the fire, there is no going back. Oh my God, uh, there is no going back to what you came out of. Once you caught the fire of God, you can never be the same anymore. Your life is forever changed when you catch the fire of God. Oh, Shandorosaya. I want to ask somebody today, are you going back to something that God has pulled you out of? I, I want to ask somebody today, are you willing to sacrifice for the cause of God? What are you willing to give up to catch the fire of God? Remember, many are called, but few are chosen. I believe that the ones that are chosen are the ones who sacrifice unto God. Elijah had to, Elisha had to sacrifice some things. Elijah had to give, Elisha had to give up some things before he was worthy to catch Elijah's mantle. You see, that first, inter, that first interaction with Elijah was just the invitation. He was invited to catch the mantle. Oh, Shababas. Oh, Shandarosaya. I hear the Lord said, I'm inviting somebody right now. I'm inviting somebody to catch a mantle right now. I'm inviting somebody to catch a fire right now. God is calling some priests. He's calling some prophets. He's calling them away from their regular jobs to come and catch the fire. There is a call of God on somebody's life. If you're under the sound of my voice this morning, there is a call of God on your life. But but are you willing to sacrifice to answer the call? You got to sacrifice to answer the call. So what does Elisha and Elijah's situation have to do with Jesus setting a fire on the earth? You see, just like Elijah cast a mantle of fire upon Elisha, Jesus is now casting a mantle of fire upon us. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to come follow me. Because see, when, when Elijah cast that mantle upon Elisha, it was an invitation to come follow him. And Elijah, Elisha said, let, let, hold on a minute there. Let me go back and, and say goodbye to my mother and my father, and then I will follow you. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, so Jesus came to cast the mantle of fire upon us, but he could not start the fire until a sacrifice was in place. But we had no sacrifice. We have nothing to sacrifice that is worthy enough to catch the fire of God on our lives. So Jesus said, I am going to, I am, I am going to be the sacrifice. So I can't start the fire until I sacrifice myself. So Jesus came just like Elijah. He cast that mantle upon us, but he had to wait for until after Calvary. And at the first coming of Jesus, he brought us the Holy Spirit, but he couldn't baptize anybody with the Holy Spirit until we went through our own baptism of death. So Jesus was restricted. He was constrained. He was not distressed as the Bible translation say it. If you look up the word straighten, you will see what I mean. He was restricted. He was constrained. He couldn't, he couldn't allow the Holy Spirit to fall on us until we, until we, the sacrifice was completed. So he said, I came to set the world on fire, but I couldn't do it. He had something else to do before he could set the world on fire. He had to go through the cross first and be sacrificed. He had to be baptized in death first. So that's why Jesus said, I, had, uh, I have a baptism that I must go through before, this, before I, I can set the world on fire. And the, you, you, know, you all know what baptism means. It means to be submerged. It, it means to go under. It means to be dipped. It means to be immersed in liquid. It means to put something in a liquid until all parts of it is covered. And see, see one of the reasons why Jesus had to undergo death is because we are completely submerged in death because of sin. And when Jesus submerged himself into death, death lost its power. Jesus had to conquer death before he 
he could set us on fire because see to set us on fire without without conquering death is to leave us into in judgment fire and god said no 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 i can't do that i must send the fire first to purify my children i must send the fire first to purify them i must send the fire first oh Sundo. in the olden days when people used to and i think they still use it in some different countries right now but in the olden days people used to use uh, uh um they used to use fire to clear the land when they were uh preparing the land for farming so before they sowed the seeds they had to burn the land prepare it for a season and let it lie, let it lay bare until they're ready to put the the the, the seeds in in the soil and so I believe that is the same concept here that Jesus said, I got to prepare the soil before I can start the fire. I got to prepare the soil. I got to get it ready for what I'm about to plant in it. And so Jesus said they had to be washed in the blood. They need blood to burn. Oh, somebody this morning, Jesus came to wash us first. He came to, he came to set us on fire. But you got to understand that we couldn't burn until we have the fuel of God, which is the blood of Jesus. Christ in Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 he said to him to him who loved us and washed us in his own blood and made us kings and priests to his God and father to him be glory and dominion forever I want you to understand that we don't become a kingdom of priests until we are washed in the blood of Jesus I want you to understand that we don't get, become consecrated until we are washed in the blood of Jesus oh God you gotta think about the priest the priest can't come can't cannot start the fire until he himself is consecrated jesus blood consecrates us and makes us ready for the fire jesus blood is the fuel for the fire of the holy ghost without the blood of the lamb of jesus christ you cannot get the fire you cannot catch the fire oh you must be washed in the blood of the lamb before you can be baptized by the fire of the holy ghost oh i wish somebody was already burning this morning i wish somebody had already caught the fire that's what jesus was saying jesus said i wish you would have already be on fire for the lord i wish you would have already caught the holy ghost i, I wish oh i wish you was already burning from i wish you was already burning for me I wish she was already burning with desire for me. You see, Jesus was not referring to the judgment fire when he said, I come to set a fire upon the earth. He was referring to the baptism of the fire of, that John was referring to in Matthew chapter 3, 11. It says, I baptize you with, for, with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Oh, glory to God this morning. So to understand what Jesus meant, he, he, you got to understand that he was not referring to his first coming because yes, there is a judgment fire, but that's not what Jesus was talking about. He said, if you go, if you, you got to read the Bible, people, you can't just read over stuff. Listen what he said. He said, I have come to start a fire. I have come, meaning that he is already here. And so he was referring to his first coming. Oh, but I have to go through. His next statement was that he had to go through a baptism. He had a baptism that he had to go through and he's restricted until he's accomplished. So we all know that the baptism that Jesus was referring to is the, is, is the cross. He was to be baptized with death and then resurrected. And then after that, there's gonna be a judgment fire. But even though it, after that happened 2000 years ago, there was no judgment fire. And, and, and so, People think that when Jesus said, I come to cast uh, a cast fire upon the earth, it meant that Jesus came to cast judgment. Not, no, 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 not that time. Like I said, there's a judgment fire that is coming, but that was not that, it's not for that, it's not that. Jesus is saying, I come to set somebody heart on fire. And so we got to read the whole context. So kind of, let's go back, let's go back into Luke chapter 12 for a minute. And let's, let's read uh, verse 51 through 53, because see, many people are reading the Bible, but they're not reading the Bible. 
they're taking things out of context. Sometimes you read a verse and you think that you know what it means. So, you know, we got to read the Bible. So verse 51, start at verse 51. It said, and this is the new King James. Do you suppose that I come to give peace on earth? I tell you. So you see, he's talking about this, that coming, that first coming. Do you suppose that I come to give peace on, I came to give peace on earth? I tell you not at all, but rather division for, from, for from now on five in one house will be divided three against two and two against three. Fathers will be divided against son and sons against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law and daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And so you get the picture there. Jesus was talking of that coming and he's saying, this is what's going to happen when you catch the fire of God on your life. Jesus said, I'm not coming here to bring peace at this moment, I am not coming here to bring peace on earth, uh, but to cause a division. So you said, but Jesus, you are the, the you are the prince of peace. So how come you're not bringing peace on earth? You know, um, Jesus said, I'm not coming to bring peace on earth because I, 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 there's a, I, there, I'm coming to bring a kingdom. The whole, the whole point is Jesus is bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. And when Jesus brings the kingdom of heaven to earth, uh, uh, no, we have earth kingdom and heaven kingdom, and then kingdoms are going to begin to clash. Oh, God. And then let me explain, back up a little bit and explain to you. The mothers and the sons and the fathers and the daughters and all these people that are going to be against each other. It's because when you receive the fire of God on your heart, you, there, there's two kingdoms. So if the mother received the fire and the daughter didn't receive the fire, there's two kingdoms inside the house, one of light and one of darkness. And so those two begin to clash. Amen. And so now uh, we, we become like, like King David experienced in Psalm 69, verse 8. King David experienced this when the zeal for the house of the Lord consumed him. He had a zeal that his brothers didn't have, that his, his mother's house didn't have. He said, even my own brothers and those of my family act as though that they don't want anything to do with me. Why? Because there was two different kingdoms. So God... You might be saying, is this your is you, is this your blueprint for a family, God? Is this how family is supposed to look? No, no, no. Uh, you see, families are supposed to be together, but when the kingdom of God come, there is a clashing taking place. And so it's important for the entire family to catch the fire. That's why Joshua said, as for me and my entire house, we will serve the Lord. And this may, may explain to you why there has been so much conflict in the home, because there are people who have not caught the fire and there are people who have caught the fire. And so within a house, five people, two against three and three against two. Come on. Come on. Jesus didn't come to give us peace in the earth. He said, Romans 5, verse 1, he said, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. So God, Jesus came to give us peace with God. Not peace with the world. And it makes complete sense that Jesus didn't give us peace with the world because we're not going to the world. The world is something that we are leaving. And the, 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 the kingdom of God is something that we are going to. So that's where we need our peace to be. We need to be at peace in the kingdom of God. We need to be at peace with God because if we don't have peace with God, we cannot go, we cannot go to him. We cannot see him. Jesus said, I come to reconcile you with God. I come to reconnect you with God. Oh, somebody this morning, I want you to catch the fire and be reconnected with God this morning. I want you to catch the fire and be reconciled with God this morning. I want you to catch a fire. Oh, Shabando Kosaya. I want you to get a burning in your heart. I want you to be justified by faith this morning. I want you to have peace with God in your heart and in your soul. Oh, Shababaso. So, 
what is causing the kingdom to clash? You see, when one person obey God and the other person don't obey God, listen, the kingdoms are always going to clash. You know, some family members will obey God and somebody, some family members will catch a fire. And that fire is the thing that separates, that, that's a separator. Listen, listen, somebody. When God puts the gold to the fire, it separates, it separates, it separates, it separates the unbelievers from the believers, somebody. Oh God, listen, this kind of fire that the Lord is talking about, it's a burning desire to serve the Lord. No, I cannot train you to catch that fire. It's a fire that I cannot train you how to start it. I cannot tell you gotta light a man. You, this is something that you must catch by faith. You got to catch the fire by faith this morning. You gotta become so madly in love with God that nothing else matters. You see, when you catch the fire of God, you will not love mother, father, sister, brother, nobody, no husband, no wife can stand before the fire of God because see, you can't put nobody before God. God said. I am the only one who loved you enough to die for you. Some people have put their children before God. They said, you know, I, 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 I love, I, I was talking to this lady one time some years ago and this lady told me, she thinks that it's impossible and it's stupid for God to think that we can love him more than we love our children. Listen, this, this woman is a Christian. She goes to church and she worships religiously. And she tells me that, she don't think that it is right to say that we love God more than we love our children. Well, she must not read the same Bible that I read. Matthew 10, 37, he said, if you love your mother or father more than you love me, you are not worthy of mine, worthy to be mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of me. Remember, listen, God gives us gift. The children are our gifts from God and he gave them to us to enjoy, but he didn't give them to, to us for us to worship them. We cannot worship our children. You see, we have to worship God. Our burning desire is to be with God. Our Listen, we got to train up the children in the way that they should grow so that when they're old, they will not depart from it. But our burning desire can't be for our children. Our burning desire must be for God. Our burning Burning desire must be that, 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 that our children give their hearts to God. Our burning desire is to follow Jesus wherever he goes. Our burning desire will cause us to chop up the, the wood from our from, from our, our, our oxen and burn, slaughter the oxen and burn it in the fire and follow Jesus, just like Elijah. When Jesus, so Jesus said, I, I wish. I wish you were already burning with the fire of the Lord. I wish you would already be repenting and experiencing the burning love of God. And I'm, I'm not trying to bring judgment here. Jesus said, I'm not trying to bring judgment here. I'm trying to give you a desire for the living God. Remember in John 3, 17, God said, I did not send my son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to, say, to be the savior and to rescue it. So God... <clears throat> Excuse me. So God right here was saying this, 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 this is not the time for judgment. John 3, 17 makes it clear for us to understand why Jesus was here. He was here to save the world. He was here to rescue the world. So when Jesus said, I'm going to set a fire in the world, he's, he's saying, I'm going to set a fire in your heart. I will set, a, I will set you on fire to love, love the Lord God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind and with all of your strength. He said, but I, I couldn't do it just yet because I got a cross to bear. I got Calvary waiting on me, so I just couldn't do it yet. He wanted us to experience what King David experienced. When King David said in Psalm 69, 9, he says, my love for you has my heart on fire. This is the Passion Translation. My love for you has set my heart on fire. My passion for your house consumes me. Nothing will turn me away, even though I endure the insults of those who insult you. This is what Jesus was coming to do. In the King James Version, the King James Version referred to this passage, it says, it says, my zeal, my zeal for the house of the Lord, my zeal, my passion for the house of the Lord. You see, Jesus 
He's a, Jesus came with his own zeal and his own passion for us. He has a fire in the heart of Jesus Christ for us. He came with a zeal. He came with a passion. His passion was what, was what nailed him to the cross. His passion was what kept him nailed to the cross. No, nobody wanted to go to no cross. Jesus, Jesus didn't want to go to no cross. When he was in Gethsemane, he said, Father, if it be possible, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not, not, not my will, but your will. Jesus had a zeal for God. He had a passion for God. He was on fire for the things of God. He was in love with you. And so it looks foolish when Jesus went to the cross. It looks like, God, that is a stupid way to start a fire. It looks foolish to the world until the world start burning. Oh my God, somebody, I wish you would catch this. It looks foolish that somebody would climb upon the cross willingly. It looked foolish that somebody would allow, with so much power, would allow them to nail him to the cross. But Jesus said, oh my God, I come to start a fire. I come to start, he, Jesus struck a match when he lit himself on fire upon that cross. Jesus said, I brought power, I brought love, I brought a sound mind to somebody. Oh God, I brought the power of heaven. He said, listen, listen, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus is looking for somebody who will get on fire of the Holy Spirit right now. Jesus is looking for somebody who will be his witnesses in the earth. Oh, God. You cannot get the power of the Holy Spirit without the love of God. So you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, but your affections are elsewhere. And this is what's wrong with the church today. This is why there is no fire in the church because you are quenching the fire of the Holy Spirit. You quench the fire when you put your fleshly entertainment before the things of God. You are quenching the fire when you don't put God first, when you don't put the things of God first, you have no power because you keep quenching what God is trying to do through you. Oh God, you don't set yourself in a place of fire. Listen, I told you all, Jerusalem was Jesus. Jerusalem is the altar of God. God had to call back those two disciples that were on the road from to Emmaus. He had to tell them, listen, go back to Jerusalem because there's gonna be an outpouring of fire there and you got to be in the right place to receive the fire you got to be in the right place to catch the fire of god come on somebody some uh, somebody this morning you gotta hear what i'm trying to tell you you gotta sacrifice some things in order to catch the fire of god no you can't go where everybody else is going you can't do what everybody else is doing listen oh somebody get on fire for the lord this morning <clears throat> you know when you're a pregnant woman, you're seven, six months, five months, however months pregnant, and you go to the amusement park, you kind of have to just sit down and watch everybody ride the rides. You know, when you're, when you're pregnant, you can't go everywhere. You can't do everything that other people are doing. You gotta live a life that is consecrated. You gotta live a life that is sent, that, that is sanctified. You gotta live a life that sets you apart. Oh, And this is why your families get mad at you because they don't understand you. They don't understand that you are pregnant with the baby for the Lord. They, don't, they, they didn't understand that you're carrying a baby that belongs to the Lord. They didn't understand that you're carrying the fire of God on the inside of you. And because you're carrying the fire of God on the inside of you, you can't go where everybody else go. You can't go to every party. You can't go to every whatever they have out there entertaining people these days. Sometimes you got to watch some, somebody else go out the door and say, bye, see you later, because I got something, I got some fire works to do oh shandorosa i got I'm, I'm caught on fire so therefore i can't go where everybody else is going i can't do what everybody else is doing sacrifice sacrifice jesus said he's our great high priest and he came to perform his priestly duties to start the fire and before he could 
start the fire, he had to sacrifice the lamb. And since there was no lamb, he had to become the lamb. And so before he could send the Holy Spirit, he present himself as a lamb and he put himself on the altar and shed his blood for us. And so now his own blood, according to Revelation 1 that we just read, I think verse six, it says his, his, his own blood washed us and made us kings and priests to God the Father. See, if we're not anointed as priests, we cannot do the fireworks of the Lord. He had to anoint us with his blood so that, so he had to die first. We need some blood. We need some blood because see what happens is when, yeah, the kids say what happens is what had happened was we sinned. We sinned and we came short of the glory of God and, and we need the blood of Jesus Christ. We need a holy blood to become, to, to make atonement for, for, for us. And so Jesus said, I have to, before I, before I baptize you with fire, I have to go and I have to make atonement for you. And Jesus did this so that the eyes of the world could, could be open and that we would know what is the hope of his calling. In, in, in Ephesians 1 verse 18, it says, the eyes of our understanding be in enlightened that you may know what the hope of his calling is what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in his saints when the world recognized jesus when the world saw what jesus did on the cross they caught on fire oh my god when the world saw that death could not hold them down they will catch on fire when you understand that that, that death didn't have no power over jesus you understand now this is the son of the living god jesus said i come to catch you on fire and i wish you were already burning oh my god he wish you was already burning with the fire of the holy ghost but you got you see he had to strike that match upon calvary's cross so that the world world will know that there is a God in heaven who is in the affairs of man. Oh, Shandorosaya. The world had to know that there is a God that has a zeal and a passion and a burning desire for them. You see, greater love, greater love has no man than this, than that a man laid down his life for his friends. Jesus said, I am the living flame of love. And I, come, and I came to burn through you. Oh God, I came to burn through you. So let's, let's bring it to a close now. So, so Jesus, so John, let's kind of look back at John. John told us that Jesus was going to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Then Jesus told us that he came to set the world on fire, but there's something he had to do first. Then Jesus, then he, then he did it. He, he went on the cross. He was crucified. He was resurrected. Then he told the disciples that they should, they would receive power when the Holy Spirit, he said, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the father. And he said, when you receive, then you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then the disciples, they waited in Jerusalem, just like Jesus told them the way and the baptism of the Holy Spirit came on that day of Pentecost and they were baptized with the power and the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus told them now, okay, now that you're baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit, go be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. So Jesus set the world on fire when the Holy Spirit was poured out and sons and daughters begin to be born to the kingdom of heaven. Oh my God. And now Jesus is inviting you to catch the fire. He's inviting you to start living a life of fire. Oh my God. Jesus sent me here today to tell somebody that, oh, Shandorosaya, there's a flame with your name on it. Oh God. There's a flame with your name. There's a flame with your name. Jesus said he makes his ministers flames of fire. There's a flame with your name on it this morning. Somebody, you need to catch the fire of God. Somebody, you need to stop looking around in the world. Somebody, 
you need to put yourself on the altar and say, listen, God, I will not let you go until you bless me. God, I need your fire to fill up every fiber of my being, every place in me. God, fill it up until I overflow with your fire. Oh, Shababa Sikondo Rosaya. Glory to God this morning. Glory to God. Jesus is inviting you. He's inviting you to start living a life of fire. He's inviting you to catch a fire this morning. But you got to remember, and before you can catch a fire, you got to sacrifice some things. Jesus couldn't, even the great high priest Jesus, he couldn't start the fire until he was sacrificed. And how dare you think that you're going to come start a fire without sacrificing to God? You got to give God something. God says, fire don't burn without fuel. And I need your flesh to burn. Oh, somebody, God is saying, I need you. I need to burn the flesh. There's too much flesh. When Where there's too much flesh, there's not much fire. Come on, come on, somebody. Many people want the double portion, but they will not sacrifice nothing. Many people want to catch the mantle of the prophets, but they, they're not willing to sacrifice nothing. They're not willing to sacrifice their time. They're not willing to give God an hour a day. They're not willing to give God a time to, to, to do what God wants them to do. They, they're not willing to even get around the tabernacle and the temple. They're not willing to, 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 to bring the firewood. You see, but the priests, they had to collect firewoods. And they had to bring it to the, 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 the temple. And, and some people are thinking, that's menial job. That's below me. Listen, if you have that kind of attitude, you're not going to catch no mantle. You're not going to catch no fire. You got to allow, you got to be so humble. Jesus reduced himself to nothing. He reduced himself to, he, he, to, 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 to a sinful state of a sinful man. He was not sin. He took the sins of us upon him. He was not above Jesus to come down in the dirt with us. And how dare we feel like we cannot do the things that God has called us to do? How dare we feel like sweeping the church is too much for us? How dare we feel like, oh, we shouldn't be moving chairs and we shouldn't be doing, oh God, whatever it takes, God is looking for somebody that will say, whatever it takes, I will follow you. And so Elijah, Elisha, followed Elijah all the way from Gilgal to Jericho and across the, across the Jordan River before he was finally able to catch that mantle. I'm trying to tell somebody, if you're gonna catch the fire of God, there's gonna have to be some commitment. There's gonna have to be some determination. There's gonna have to be some sanctification. You got to sanctify yourself to the Lord. You got to crucify the needs of the flesh. The flesh cannot glory. The Bible said it, not me. The Bible says no flesh can glory in the presence of God. And God said, if Jesus had to be sacrificed before he could set the world on fire and he was a righteous man, how dare you think that you can come and catch the fire of God without a sacrifice? God don't desire rams and bulls anymore. He desire that you crucify your flesh. I can't teach you. I can't teach you to catch the fire. I can just tell you that you need to catch the fire. I can tell you that. I can tell you how, if you're willing and you are obedient to the call of God, you will catch the fire. And so you must understand three things, though. The call of God on your life is number one, call of salvation. Number two, call of sanctification. Number three, call of service. So when you answer the call of salvation is when you realize that you're a sinner and you're only saved by the grace of God. When you, call for, when you answer the call of sanctification is to be set apart. When you begin to live a life that is set apart, you can't go where everybody else is going and you can't do what everybody else is doing. To be able to live a life of service that, that to, is to serve God in whatever capacity. It, it might be your vocation in life, whatever, if you're a teacher, if you're a nurse, if you're a doctor, it's a calling. These things are calling. If you're a minister of the word of God, it's a calling. You got to understand your calling. I can't, I can't define your calling for you. I can't tell you what you should be doing. But if you, if you answer the call of salvation, if you answer the call of sanctification, then you will understand your call of service. 
Because when you're, when you're saved and you're sanctified, you've set yourself apart, you're going to hear from God and God is going to direct your life. He is going to set you on fire. I don't know. As we close this morning, I don't know where you are in your walk with the Lord. Perhaps you have not answered the call yet for salvation, but you felt something burning as I was speaking today. And I want to pray for you. Perhaps you have already answered the call of salvation, but you're struggling with your sanctification. You're struggling to go deeper with the Lord. You're struggling to obtain intimacy with the Lord. I want to pray for you. And perhaps you're at the point of being called into the ministry of the Lord, into the service or into your, your vocation, because see, ministry is not just a pulpit and a microphone. Ministry could be nursing babies in the nursing. Ministry could be a, 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 a doctor. Ministry could be a nurse. Ministry could be a lawyer. It's your vocation in life. It's what God has called you and predestined and preordained for you to be. So wherever you find yourself today, I am just here to tell you, that there is a flame with your name on it. There is a flame with your name on it. And I want to pray for you so that that burning desire, that zeal, that passion for the house of the Lord will consume you. I want to pray for you that you will catch the fire of God as you are listening to this message. I don't know where you are. I don't know what part of life, what part of life this message is finding you in, but I want you to know that there is a flame with your name on it and you can get it. You know, one of those old Jamaican songs says, you can get it if you really want, but you must try, try and try. You'll succeed at last. Listen, if you, if you, if you really want this flame with your name on it, you must try to obtain the flame. God is not looking for you to get it all by yourself. He's just looking for a willingness. He's looking for your, your will. All you have to do is just lean into the Lord. And I'll tell you this quick little vision. I shared it with you so many times. We're closing here. But I, I want to tell you about leaning into the Lord. I had a vision some years ago. And Jesus was sitting on a park bench and I was sitting on the other side of the park bench. It was a long park bench. And I looked over at Jesus and I, I just could feel myself such a sinful person. And I looked at the holy, pure Jesus and my desire. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, God. My desire in that vision was just to lean my head on the bosom of Jesus. And but I felt so unworthy. I felt so unclean. And I felt like, what would Jesus think if a sinner like me would just lean my head on his bosom? And the next minute, in, I, I was leaning my head on the bosom of Jesus. And he put his arms around me and we dance and we begin to dance and we dance and we dance until we dance in this like ballroom looking thing. I don't even know how to describe it in the vision. And then we danced through the roof. And when we danced through the roof, we were over the nations of the world. And oh, and so I'm trying to tell somebody that if you just give God a little bit of your will, because see, my in that dream, my will was just, God, I wish I could just lean on you for just, I, 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 but I felt like, God, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough to lean on Jesus. Oh, God. And I think somebody out there today might be saying, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough to lean on Jesus. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not good enough. But Jesus is good enough. And he's good enough for both of us. He's good enough for you. He's good. I don't care what you've done or where you've been in your life. Jesus sent me here to tell you that he is good enough for all of us. Amen. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, so if that's you today and you feel like you want to catch the fire because you feel something stirring in your heart, let us pray. Let us pray. And as I pray this prayer, you got to understand that it is that easy to catch the fire of God. So as I lead you into this prayer, it's not anything magical. It is just your will. God is saying, are you willing to catch the fire? Amen. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Father, in the name of Jesus, for those that are under the sound of my voice this morning, I pray, Lord God, that they would catch the fire of the Lord. Lord God Almighty, I pray that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would fill them with fire, Lord God, and passion and zeal, and that they would burn for you, Lord. God, for those that are not saved. God, I pray that you would touch their hearts, Lord God. I pray, God, for those that are being saved, that, God, you would light them on fire, Lord God, that their hearts will begin to burn with desire for you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, help those who need to catch the fire, catch the fire. If they have to catch the fires of salvation, Lord God, help them to catch it. If they have to catch the fires of sanctification, help them to catch it, Lord God. If they have to catch the fires of service, Lord God, unto you, help them to catch the fire this morning in the name of Jesus. And for those, Lord God, that may have felt condemned, Lord God, because they have not been doing the right things, Lord God, to, to sacrifice unto you to catch the fire this morning, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that there every the fire of the Lord will burn up every condemnation, Lord God, that the enemy is trying to put upon your people. Lord, I pray that you would bring conviction, for we know that the fire of the Holy Ghost would bring conviction in our hearts, Lord. It will convict us when we are wrong. It will help us to repent and turn around. And so God Almighty, I pray for every person that is struggling in their walk with you this morning, God, that you would strengthen and establish them in the mighty name of Jesus. And I give you all the glory, Lord. I give you all the praise. And Jesus, remember those God, I, I, I know somebody is out there that are not that, that is not saved. I know somebody is listening to me this morning that has never heard the call of God. And I'm calling you this morning. The Holy Spirit is saying, come, the fire of God is for you too. So if you'll just pray this little prayer with me, I believe that you will get caught, catch on fire. Ready? Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Fill me with your holy fire and help me to live for you in Jesus' name. And I believe that if you pray that little prayer, Jesus has entered your heart because that's all it takes. Jesus has entered your hearts and now he will instruct you, he will guide you. Because see, the thing about fire is when you start a fire, the fire it will grow, it will spread, it will become. It may start like a little flame, but then it grows and it's spread. Amen? Don't quench the fire of the Holy Spirit this morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we worship you, Lord. We glorify you in this moment, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is stirring the embers of your heart this morning. Jesus, for some it's going to bring conviction. For some it might feel like condemnation. That's what I keep hearing, Lord. Oh, You see, conviction is different from condemnation. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. Conviction is different from condemnation. The Holy Spirit convicts you of the wrong. The devil condemns you. He accuses you and condemns you. But God is here this morning. He's trying to convict somebody's heart. You see, when you catch the fire of God in your heart, you cannot remain the same. Your life is forever changed. You, you can't go where everybody else is going and you can't do what everybody else is doing. When you catch the fire, of God, and you begin to burn for the Lord, your life is forever changed. God wants to change somebody's life this morning. Hallelujah. Healing, healing, healing. I just hear somebody. Somebody needs a healing this morning. Somebody needs a healing. Oh, somebody needs a deliverance this morning. You know, it's a fire of God. 
I'm done, y'all. But oh, But the Holy Spirit's not done. Somebody needs a healing this morning. Somebody needs a deliverance this morning. You see, I taught you the word, but then I have to put the word in action because when you have the fire of God on your heart and you have the fire of God on your life, oh, the fire of God is for service and somebody needs service this morning. Somebody needs a healing this morning. Somebody needs a deliverance this morning. Oh God. Oh God, Father God, you know that one that needs a healing this morning. You know that one that needs a deliverance this morning, God. You know that one that needs to catch on fire for you this morning, Lord God. You know that one under the sound of my voice right now, Lord God. Catch them on fire, Lord God. Touch that body that needs to be healed in the name of Jesus. Touch that neck, that back, that leg. Lord God, touch that disease in the name of Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, touch, Lord God. Holy Spirit, consume the thing that came to consume your people, Lord God. Oh, those that need a deliverance, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, dismantle and destroy, Lord God, every works of darkness that is set up against your people, Lord God, every witchcraft, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, bring it down, every stronghold, every generational curse, in the name of Jesus, be broken right now. Oh, God. I release the fire of God upon every curse in your life. I release the fire of God upon every work of the enemy that is set up against you right now in the name of Jesus. God has set those things on fire, Lord God, that have your servants bound because of your, uh, your authority, because you said you gave us power when we received the Holy Spirit. You gave us authority, Lord God. I, I exercise that authority this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, and I command the fire of God to burn up everything that is consuming, that is trying to consume your children, that is having them frustrated and overwhelmed in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I come to break the chains this morning, Lord. I come to use your chain breaking anointing, Lord, to break every chain, oh God. For those that are oppressed and depressed this morning, break the chains in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Shandara, Saya. And I give you glory, God. I give you glory. I give you glory. Divine healings, Lord God. I decree healings over your people, Lord God. Arthritis in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave that body right now. That body that is struggling with arthritis in the name of Jesus. I command you to loose your hold on that body in the name of Jesus. And I shut down your access. You will never return to that body in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I decree healing to that woman, that man in the name of Jesus. I decree healing against any diabetes, Lord God, high blood pressure issues, Lord God. I decree healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Cancer, you got to submit right now to the power of the living God. In the name of Jesus, leave that body right now. And if you would just come in agreement with these prayers, I believe that you're going to experience the healing power of God. If you would just come in agreement. Oh, Cancer, you got to go. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you've got to go right now. Whoever put, whoever is dealing with cancer right now, come in agreement. A cancer, you got to go in the name of Jesus. You have no place or authority or right to access that body. You are trespassing. You got to go now in the name of the living God. Oh, Shababa, Sikondo Rosaya. Hallelujah. Shoraba Sandaya. Glory to God. Shandararasaya. Shandararabasikondorosa. Those that are oppressed by the devil 
in the name of Jesus. Oh, every oppressing demon, demonic spirit that is oppressing your people. Lord God Almighty, I call for the fire of God to burn up everything, Lord God, that the enemy is using against your people right now. Burn up witchcraft, burn up perversion in the mighty name of Jesus. Burn up poverty, burn up sickness and, and lack in the name of Jesus. Burn it up, Lord. Consume it, Lord. For your word says, Lord, that you're all consuming fire and the fire goes before you and burn up all of your enemies. And God, all of these things are enemies to you, Lord. Burn it up. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, God. See, we need the fire of God to do, to do the work of God. We need the fire of God to do the work of God. Because some things, they don't go out except by fasting and prayer. Some things don't go out except that we, through prayer, apply the power of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I trust that today you've been enlightened. Your life is blessed. You caught a fire. If you don't catch the fire, come back again. We still, we're going to go back into some more fire. Amen. Amen. So this has brought us to the end of our service. Oh, Jesus. And then we still have to give honor and praise to God. We got to give God something. Listen, God, God is rich and he don't need your money. But what he needs is for you to give unto the work of the Lord so that the work of God can be carried out in the earth. And the reason why he asked us to do it is because we are partners with him. Heaven don't need no money. The currency of heaven is your faith. And so God said, if you're going to live in the kingdom of heaven, you're going to have to exercise some faith, even in your giving. You know, he asked you to give your tithes. He asked you to give your offerings unto him. But see, your tithes and your offering comes out of that burning desire for the Lord. When you love the Lord and you love the work of the Lord, you will give to the work of the Lord. Amen. So my encouragement to you this morning is to give according to what the Lord has placed in your heart. Don't feel any obligation to give. I always tell you, listen, I can't promise you a million dollars if you give me five dollars. I can't promise you a million dollars if you give me twenty dollars. I, I can't promise you nothing. What I can promise you is this, that the Lord says, bring the tithes into the storehouse and he will bless it. He will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I can promise you this. He said, if you give, it will be given to you in good measures, pressed down, shaken together and running over. It's not up to me to do all that. And the reason, and, I, and, and, and you can't give out of a, a wrong motives of your heart. You have to give in the right motives, you know, in the right spirit. So whenever you give to the Lord this morning, just know that if you don't feel it, don't do it because there's no blessing on it. Go to, if you don't right now, if you feel like, God, I don't want to give Charmaine my money. I don't want to give Pastor Charmaine nothing. You know, it's okay. Don't have to give me nothing. But you got to give to the Lord. So you might have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, why don't I feel like giving? Why don't I feel happy about giving? Because for see, see, for some people, giving is a struggle. It's, it's, it's a stronghold. And what it really is, is that spirit of poverty. It, 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 it keeps you holding on to the little that you have and not realizing that if you release the little that you have, God will give you more, right? So I don't know how else to encourage you to give, but to give what you want to give, not what uh, you feel obligated to give. Amen? Amen. All righty. I love you guys. I hope to see you guys next week. Come back again and we'll get into some more fire. Amen. Have a blessed day.